Hey kid, what if I told you vampires were actually from space? Whoa, really? Yeah, and boobs. You ready to talk some movies, Brennan? Yeah, okay. Well, let's go! Welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Brennan. We're a father and son duo that explores the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of Golden Age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler heavy fashion for seven years now. Seven years. Yay! The good old year of 2017. Dang. How old was I that in seven years ago? I was 13. Yep. Dang. So go back, listen to the early crappy episodes. Yeah. And you can hear, definitely hear little kid Brennan. Yeah, my voice must have been so squeaky. Oh yeah, it was not in change mode at all. (laughs) You still sounded like a little kid. (laughs) Pretty crazy though. Yeah. Although I'm kind of upset because we've been very regular and I think only because I've put things off like a couple days and it's dipped into the next month Mm. that Apple Podcasts thinks thinks that we're bi-monthly now. Oh. And I'm like, get out of here with that business. Yeah. It's monthish. <laughs> it's not bi-monthly. I don't know how they're counting I mean, stuff. One might just seep into the next month. But not that bad. But then yeah, but then we release another episode that month. You know, like you don't you don't skip. Yeah, we've had our reasons. It's all it's all legit. We owe you nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so what we're covering today. 1985's Life Force. Holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot to go through with this one. Um, so maybe we should kind of get going on things. Like the Letterboxd info. According to Letterboxd, Life Force, 1985, directed by Toby Hooper, which everybody probably knows from, you know, his most famous film of all. Oh my god, well, <laughs> what was that one comedy he directed? <laughs> Welcome to America? Was Coming that? to America. Coming to America, yeah. What? <laughs> what? Uh, but no, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, <laughs> Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, Poltergeist, you know, interesting things. Yeah. And I don't care still about people arguing about that Poltergeist one. He directed it. He did? Yeah. No, because it was always, we talked about this before, where it was rumored that Steven Spielberg actually directed it because Toby Hooper didn't know what he was doing. Oh, right. Yeah. I remember all that drama. Yeah. Yeah. BS, BS, I'm sure, yes, absolutely, heavily produced by Spielberg, sure. that's for sure. I'm sure he had a ton of input. There's no way he shadow directed that. No. Anyways, uh, yeah, so the description goes, in the blink of an eye, the terror begins. A space shuttle mission investigating Halley's Comet brings back a malevolent race of space vampires transform most of london's population into zombies eventually oh, yeah <laughs> the only survivor of the expedition and british authorities attempt to capture a mysterious but beautiful alien woman who appears responsible that's good doesn't it doesn't give away too much 
No. Stars Steve Reelsback, Peter Firth, Frank Finley, Matilda May, and Patrick Stewart. Sadly, no Captain's Log in this. Yeah. For all the naked in this movie, there's no Captain's Log. And I couldn't remember if there was or not, and that's how I presented it to you. Like, hey, you want to see Patrick Stewart naked? (laughs) That sounded way funnier. (laughs) I mean, it also said sexy space vampires and lots of special effects, which this does have. Yes, for sure. Um, Yeah. This was, this is a Golan Globus production, so a lot of folks out there will know. It's a Canon film, and Canon is definitely known for quality. Yes. It is actually known for craziness. <laughs> you want to see something wild? Check it out. It's based off a book, like Vampires from Outer Space, and was the screenplay was written, like one of the writers on it was uh, Dan O'Bannon. So. Who's that? Well, he wrote Alien, first of all. Okay. So does that really make it excusable when this movie blatantly rips off Alien? No. Also, Return of the Living Dead, which totally would make sense. Um, I mean, oh man, he's been heavily evolved in all sorts of Alien stuff. Um, probably just gets credit on a lot of that for just coming up with the Alien. And um, I think he worked on Total Recall, like writing that as well. Uh, so he's actually like kind of good? Yeah, I mean, he's worked on a lot of stuff. I mean, he's pretty well respected and he's certainly has done enough to influence our lives yeah in one way or another but yeah he i mean he did re he did also direct returning the living dead and he also did the resurrected which i haven't seen Mm. i haven't seen that and i know that back in the when did it come out 91 that a lot of people hailed it as a good adaption of hp lovecraft if i remember correctly oh it's lovecraft okay (sighs) yeah so maybe we'll check that out. Yeah, it's always fun doing a Lovecraft one. Yeah, and you know, if he's going to have some decent merits behind him, why not? Yeah. But anyway, is anybody out there really familiar with Life Force? <laughs> because <laughs> uh, my experience with it was, it came out when I was young, obviously, 10. And for as much as I was able to watch, I realized that this was one that I wasn't allowed to watch growing up so i didn't watch life force until i was probably well into adulthood i'd say mid to late 20s easily good before i finally got around to it good age yeah because you probably shouldn't watch this as a kid because there's a whole lot of naked and is naked wrong no naked is not wrong (laughs) but it's definitely just full frontal on display a lot in this movie and like anything Use your best judgment when showing your kids a movie. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, nobody interrupted us when we were watching this either. Yeah, no kidding. Usually anytime naked or awkward comes on, somebody shows up. There was just too much of it. If there was just like one or two scenes with naked, then somebody would have walked in. Oh, I see. So you're saying... It, it has to be at like the worst moment. With an excessive amount of naked, nobody's going to show up. Right. I don't know if this has as much naked screen time as something like um Mardi Gras Massacre because <laughs> that movie had a whole lot of naked yeah it did that was a very naked movie this is a very naked movie but not for all of it though thankfully because yeah. it, it does feel awkward like, I, I don't know there's just it, it's just so much of it especially in the first like half of this movie there's just it almost like becomes desensitizing where it's just like I don't even care anymore right it's just like can we move along here 
Yeah, we got it. I kept on asking, like, can she get some clothes now? Can... <laughs> yeah, I suppose we should get to talking about the movie, though. But as the description stated that, you know, it's a spacecraft. It's the Churchill. It's a British craft with a couple, I think at least, there's at least one U.S. guy on it. Mm-hmm. And of course, they put him in charge. Of course they did. Why wouldn't, I mean, why wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's one thing we know, it's space, right? That's yeah, yeah. We every, got that figured out. Every, you could put any U.S. citizen on a British <laughs> spacecraft, put him in charge. We know more about space, right? <laughs> hey, who landed on the moon? That's right, we did. That's right. And we did. Why would why would anybody lie about that? <laughs> Actually, we've been to a space, the moon a bunch. Nobody we went cares. a couple of times, yeah. And nobody cares about We're the We're going to go times. back again. Yeah, nobody cares. <laughs> no one cares anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there goes our, all our great innovations. and Yeah, that's how much we conquered space. It became boring. <laughs> I think a lot of it has to do with space is excessively dangerous. <laughs> and expensive. Yeah. But anyways. They've got this very much space shuttle-like craft out there with, man, the solar panels on this thing just stretch out forever. Yeah, barely even fit in frame half the time. (laughs) It's It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah. But also the thought of it's going for Halley's Comet, which comes by every, what, 75, 76 years? Yeah, whatever it is. Whatever. I was there when it came through in the 80s, so this is a documentary. (laughs) Um, definitely from an alternate history, as we'll find out later. But <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, for the most part, the ship design is kind of goofy. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous. Kind of uninspired. It kind of is. They just like slapped a couple little fins on the front. It's bigger than an actual space shuttle, though. Yeah. And they do retract those solar panels later that just fit in. And I'm like, you know what? We had the discussion about Iron Man's mask <laughs> last episode. <laughs> Whatever. Nobody cares. Yeah. They just fit in there. But anyways, um, they end up coming across like uh they they say it later. I don't think it's the tail of Haley's Comet, but it's somewhere in the vicinity of Haley's Comet that there's this a hundred and what did they say, hundred and fifty mile long yeah. spacecraft. They said approximately two miles in height. That does not work for any of these, but hey, whatever. I guess it's just a educated guess at that point. But they they find this craft. Who knew Haley's comet was green too? Don't remember it being green, but hey, fun fun movie. <laughs> Neat laser effects though for like the comedy stuff. Yeah, for sure. It looks neat. But yeah, so they go inside this craft and they just send a crew of like four people out out into a green screen or whatever. <laughs> yeah, float them around. Oh. <laughs> It's a little much. I I don't know. Sometimes it looked pretty all right. Sometimes it looked really bad. I mean, the model's cool for the ship. This yeah. alien craft. Yeah. And they definitely go in there, and it's very alien looking inside. Very uh, H.R. Giger. Mm-hmm. But also not in some parts. It's kind of like the rest of this movie. The mm-hmm. art direction's a little all over the it's place. It's a mishmash, yeah. And, um... There's definitely, like, a butthole in there. It's not very subtle. No. And um, giant bat creatures, too. Yeah. It's kind of, like, floating around everywhere, and they say there's thousands of them, but they're all, like, emaciated and dried out. Just break a finger off if you want. But they decide that they're going to take one of them back to the ship, and um, wouldn't you know it, that, that butthole opens up a bit, and some blue light comes shining in, so... 
Of course, you just go investigate, right? Right. But so their little jetpacks that they have for traversing work way better in this scene, too. Because yeah. it's like, you know, giving the little bursts so they could move. Not like earlier where they're just cruising. Because I can't imagine that would be easy. One mistake and you're just like spiraling. Yeah. An endless void. Yeah. No way. Yeah. And inside this the butthole area they find in three cases like clear cases there's three humans two men and a woman and right away nobody gives a crap about those men no not at all it's all about this naked woman in there which is the theme of the movie (laughs) and yeah that u.s guy is just staring he's all into it and they describe her as a young girl which yuck yeah gross yeah i don't want to think of this as a young girl Maybe that's why it's upsetting, because when they put that in your head... An adult woman. There's an adult woman. Yes. You can even say a young woman. Yeah. Like, okay, all right, she's an adult. Like, clearly she has to be an adult to be naked in this movie. Yeah. But you just... Don't make it yucky. But that's also that time period, though. Dude's all about, ooh, yeah, I want to see some girls. Yuck. Say that with a British accent, though. <laughs> it's a British movie. Oh, yeah, but they're they're even worse when it comes to being horny for young women. <laughs> Everybody's just space horny for this woman too. Yeah, lots of space horny. And uh, they decide like, hey, I don't know, maybe we should just see if we could just take these three with us. And thankfully, they just kind of wiggle one a bit, and it just that's it. You don't need to see anything more. They don't got the budget for it. It's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> Cut. They send up the U.S. Columbia space shuttle after the. Other shuttle just shows up at Earth adrift. Yikes. 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 And not age well. No. I mean, pretty cool at the time, I guess, but wouldn't take much longer for that to just. <laughs> God, you're going to bring the Twin Towers into yeah, this movie too while you're at it? Yikes. Uh, they noticed that there was a fire on board, um, but totally, totally cool finding some nude people on there, though. How about the Columbia docking? that other ship yeah i like how the the other ship too the the churchill mm-hmm. how they just had that line of like oh like this thing has this thing is artificial gravity oh yeah it was they were like okay so it's constantly accelerating so it simulates like earth gravity but that only works if you're accelerating at like the right speed you know to push you down the right weight but you're going to be changing speeds if you're flying through space like it, it's just like a stupid and they don't even use it half the time no they, they stop the engines and of course there's no more gravity so they included that so why don't you just make it zero g the whole time i think they just couldn't figure out how to make them float mm-hmm. all the time or it yeah. was too expensive so they just said we'll just put a line in there yeah and it's done so anytime we just have people walking on this ship it's fine <laughs> that's part of the very haphazard nature of this movie yeah i feel it's a lot of just it it feels like it was just being made up as it went along that yeah that's a good way to put it which isn't always bad it's not always bad but it's just really obvious in this this is where we get our one of many characters who just you think is the main character (laughs) but is not yeah somehow and it's this dr bukowski i only found that out because I looked at the information while we were watching it. Because otherwise they don't say his name forever. This is one of those movies where they just kind of don't say people's names a lot until later. And it's like, oh, okay. I love that when I'm taking notes, too. Yeah. So I can backtrack. and. Well, you're not supposed to care about the names. You're supposed to care about the boobs. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> 
And it's just a lot of just British dudes in this. <laughs> yeah. So many British dudes. And yeah, it's like a research facility. Just generic doctor guys. They've got these three bodies in there they brought in. There's a lot of talk throughout the movie about these, like, are they crystal? It's like a force field. It's like organic, but inorganic. There's a lot of that talk about even the, the big spacecraft when they were in there. So working up the alien angle, the right, alien nature right. of it. Not not the movie alien, but also the movie alien. <laughs> but we get like a, it's a, I don't know, it's just a bunch of British talk. One of the security guys wearing a mask, but he doesn't get a protective suit. He um he gets he gets horny for the lady and is like, because they got her out on a table. They were going to do an autopsy or something just to poke around, see what they can find. But he definitely gets horny and he wants to look at her boobs. So he goes in to move like the blanket they have on her sheet and she wakes up. And, you know, so as you do, you know, the, the doctor guy, he sees this on a video feed from his office and is like, oh, crap. Yeah. And he runs down there where he ends up seeing the woman like shock kissing the guard and there's electricity and stuff coming from his face and stuff starts swirling around the room. It's pretty neat. Yeah. It does look pretty cool. I mean, if you, I'll give the eighties one thing, cool electricity effects all the time. Yeah. And this movie's got a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. She kisses him till he's like a weird dried up corpse. And, um, the woman tells the doc to use my body. Of course she does. Cause this movie is very, very male oriented. <laughs> Written by men. Clearly. <laughs> Four men. Um, yeah, but she easily just escapes this facility just by walking. Because, of course, this is a naked woman. None of these guards want to shoot her or anything. Nobody wants to detain her. They think it's like a joke that she's just like somebody they got to lure in with a cookie and stuff. <laughs> Although that first guy did say that was his best day at work ever. Yeah. Because he doesn't get killed. But he does, he does see like two of his other co-workers get murdered in front of him through just the force or whatever. So maybe not the best day at work. But he's definitely going to remember that butt. Yeah, for sure. Those boobs. Yeah. <laughs> like, just, <laughs> he's going to talk about it like it's the worst day ever. But then be like, but, you know. Okay, so this is where we get uh, Colonel Kane. Let's probably just refer to him as Kane from now on. He arrives to investigate. He is another blondish British guy, but he's got curly hair. And that turtleneck. <laughs> he is, he's got a quite the fit on. Yeah. Um, he's, he's not, he's not that bad of a character. Like he does like some good, like it feels like a little, like I'm going to try to solve the mystery here. Y- yeah. Yeah. So it kind of like delves into that before the movie is just like, we're not doing a mystery. Yeah. There's no mystery here. <laughs> Uh, the doc is just like, he's just horny drunk from all of this. Um, I'm just going to play the clip that explains the whole life force gobbly, please gibberish that they talk. If I'm correct, the life force is conserved always and in all things, even after death. And you think that applies to what's happened here tonight? Yes. Yes, I do. I think that girl creature Drained energy, life force partially from Bukowski and totally from the guard. A vampire? It could be described that way, yes. I mean, in a sense, we're all vampires. We drain energy from other life forms. The difference is one of degree. That girl was no girl. 
She's totally alien to this planet and our life form and totally dangerous. So yeah, that's it. Life Force talk. Setting up like, I guess they're trying to establish some type of fantasy rules for how this all works. It's just theories anyway. Yeah. They're just gonna, does it work later? Who knows? <laughs> Got the name of the movie though. We did. Got the name of the movie in there, yeah. <laughs> then we get um the <laughs> the dude nudes. <laughs> dude nudes. Uh yeah, they just have those guys just stashed in a warehouse or something. Like they don't even care. Yeah. They are not yeah. even a, Ugh. They even put clothes on, didn't put anything on them, didn't even take them out of the thing, just Just left them. Just a guy just having to be like, oh, I'm so repulsed by having to stand here by naked men. But those guys, they, those guys get up. They they wake up. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. Like yeah. they're exploding windows just like the the woman did. Yeah. They're just uh, just as powerful, apparently. They just look like total chads. <laughs> they do like a runway walk and all the glasses exploding. It's they got all the light and the wind blowing on them. Yeah. Also, like, show some dong, you cowards. No dong. I, I there's there's so much female nudity in this. It's only fair. Yeah. And they just won't do it in these older movies. There was a time recently I remember there was all sorts of shows and movies. They were just they're throwing out the peen like crazy. <laughs> and good good on it. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Nudity for all. Yeah. It's not even that I really want to see it. I just find it like... I just want some equality here. Right. Yeah. I totally get it. I'm not threatened by it. But yeah, these guys can't be stopped. They get shot. They bleed, apparently. That was interesting. Yeah. Uh, Oh, not stopped by gunfire, but apparently grenades work. We don't get to see him explode. It's kind of an off-screen explosion, kind of cheap. Yeah. Because like there was two guards there that attacked him. Yeah, so then we get uh, the first guard guy who got turned into the corpse. We get his autopsy scene, or where they want to do an autopsy, but he ends up waking up. And then he just drains one of the doctors of his life force. Yeah. And then he turns back into himself and is kind of like, <laughs> What do you think of that, that uh, corpse puppet? It looked like a puppet. It did look pretty cool. It didn't, I did not suspend my disbelief at all. It just looked like a puppet, but the whole like scene where the life force was being transferred and like you could see like the doctor guy's face becoming all decrepit and then the other guy's face kind of like bubbling up, healing itself. That was really cool. I did really like that. Yeah, it is. It's a fun effect. And it like never happens again. (laughs) No, no, no. And they're just like normal zombies. Oh, we'll get to that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So as the the naked woman is on the loose, right? We get the 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 research facility guys get informed that two younger guys found a naked woman in in a park, and when they talk to them, the authorities talk to them. Apparently, they just saw the space vampire lady saw her approach another woman, and they're like, "Well, we're gonna be horny for this, so we're just gonna follow them because." We all assume what's going to happen. And then they saw the the draining because the corpse is just the other woman. She's naked. So we can assume that vampire lady now is closed. Finally. (laughs) Back at the facility, we've got the scene where the guard is, they got him locked up in like a pen or something, a storage. Yeah, it looks like the storage room at like a 
school gym. <laughs> yeah. And um he starts like freaking out in there and ends up turning back into the the corpse version of himself. And you know, they say that like, oh well he he needs to feed to keep his normal self up. Mm-hmm. Obviously. The guard, the uh what's his name? Kane pokes him like a rod and his chest like crumbles in the dust and then like let's check up on the other guy the doctor and the doctor was all zombified and he like runs at the he runs at the fence oh the great door and just explodes into dust on it and just coats them all in all in dust (laughs) it was pretty epic i like that part. yeah and then we have the the park corpse is tied to a table yeah and she wakes up and she goes wild. All the instruments in the room are going haywire. And then she just explodes in the dust, which that was pretty neat. Yeah. Then we get, uh, th- that's how this movie goes though. Like th- a thing happens and they're like, Hey, we got some news about something. <laughs> right. Because, because once you know it, the, there was a escape pod from the Churchill <laughs> that landed in Texas. <laughs> what? So we get a scene of that, and they open that escape pod up, and it's the U.S. guy with just a beard. Yeah. Boo! Where did he... I mean, they don't really explain, like, how long they were in space. No, because he has, like, a beard. He's got a full beard. Yeah. Plus, that little capsule that he landed in just looked like an Apollo-style capsule. Like, it just totally did not fit. And it was, like, lodged in the Earth. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, this is, uh, like, Colonel Tom. Let's call him Tom. He's the U.S. astronaut. He survived, and he tells the Brits what happened because instantly they just send him off to England. Here you go. Go to London. Tell him what happened. And he explains how the radio guy on the Churchill lost his mind, smashes the control panel so they can't radio, and then later on he's just one of those drained corpses. And then he says, one by one, the entire crew died. Maybe maybe it was his, his willpower that allowed him to survive. And Tom is the one who sabotaged the ship, started the fire. Oh, by the way, back when they showed like the fire stuff, those were fun corpses in there. They were, yeah. Burned corpses? Those look cool. Floating around. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot to rad. mention that earlier, but ugh. sorry about that, dongles. If you got a complaint, you write in corruptedyouthpod <laughs> at gmail.com. Stop telling us stuff after it happens. <laughs> yeah, I mean, despite being horny drunk for the vampire lady, he still sabotaged the ship. And we're about halfway through this movie now. It's going to Patrick Stewart. Mm-hmm. What gives? Right. So then uh, our blonde British doctor guy gives Kane an update that the craft has left the comet. Because that's how this movie works, like I said. Yep. Just Get a little updates. Somebody's just going to tell you some news. Yeah. Story happened. You don't get to see story happened. Tell, don't show. <laughs> Works every time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Tom has a sexy time vision where he's in his hospital bed in some type of cemetery and vampire ladies there. Sexy time. I don't know. This scene was pointless. It's very pointless. It kind of drags a bit. Yeah. It's there for boobs, I guess. Yeah. More boobs. Uh, the lighting stuff is fun, though. 
Yeah. There's alternating like blue and red lights, sometimes purple light shining on stuff. I mean, I'll give it credit for that. There's lots of light work in this movie that's fun. What color can we light up her boobs? <laughs> what camera angles have we not shown her boobs at yet? I think they're shown at every possible angle. I think they are. I didn't know what to call because I didn't bring up this other doctor guy. Um, and at some point in time, I don't have it in my notes. So I'll put it here. This guy definitely has Chekhov's dagger thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's just like got it because it's one of the many things he's researching because. What does this guy do? Research. Research. On he's a, lot a of doctor. Things. He knows everything. I just wrote him down as Dr. Silver Fox. I don't think that he's a silver fox, but I had no other way of describing him. He's just the gray-haired British guy. Yeah. Who ends up like, I wasn't sure how much he was going to be in this movie, because people just kind of come and go. Yeah. Because at this point, like, we're pretty much done with that other British doctor guy who got horny drunk. Yeah. He's just kind of not in this movie anymore. Right. It's kind of weird. He gets mentioned later, and that's it. He's out. Because it's now, it's the Tom show. And it's also the Kane. Kane and Tom. The only two you need to care about at this point. <laughs> buddy cop. Buddy cop movie. A little buddy cop. <laughs> not great. No. <laughs> not, a, not a great dynamic. It's a bad cop and not cop. I wonder if they realized at some point in time that we can't have two blonde British guys. They're like, ah, nobody's going to know the difference between these two. <laughs> like curly hair is not enough. Right. Oh, uh, boy, I gave him the turtleneck. <laughs> Still not enough. We gave him a big trench coat. It's like he's a detective. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. We're just <laughs> giving it all British accents, even though Toby Hooper, not British. <laughs> it's mostly British people. This is a very British production. Yeah. My guess is that it. Uh, they probably did a lot of stuff at like Pinewood Studios or something. Mm. Who knows? It was definitely wherever it was cheapest to film. Yeah, that's a good way. That is definitely the Canaan way. <laughs> Where do we get a discount? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Guess we're going to do it here now. Mm. Yeah, so Silver Fox Doc, he comes up with the brilliant and definitely scientific means of hypnotism mm. to use on Tom. And this is definitely a feeling like a hammer film, like an old timey vampire movie, just a bunch of stuffy British dudes living in a man's world. Yeah. Seeing some boobs, being doctors, exploring. Doing pseudoscience. Lots of pseudoscience. Yes. Oh, yeah. Because it's a fine line. (laughs) And I feel the British are way more inclined to accept this. The fine line between mysticism and science. Yeah. It makes for fun stories. That's for sure. <laughs> I'm not going to deny that. But yeah, this movie is also extremely white. <laughs> yeah, actually. I just realized that because I was like, it's a little bit of like colonialism happening here with the Brits doing their Brit thing. But yeah, none of the astronauts. No. No one. We've been good. We've been good about diversity in our astronauts yeah actually oh maybe because it was a british one. Oh, there was definitely one of the member of oh, the, the columbia yeah the columbia yeah yeah so usa, USA. 
USA. It was 1985. We can chant USA for 1985, right? Uh, can we? Well, by putting that one black man in the movie, racism has been solved. <laughs> so we'll just close the book on that. Great job, movie. You did it. Thanks, Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not anything he would solve. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Okay. Uh, back to this movie with the hypnotism. And this is definitely where this movie, what are you doing movie? Yeah. What are you doing at this point? It goes off the rails. Because they think like they, 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 well, they asked Tom if he can have a connection to this vampire woman. Cause he seems to in some way, shape or form. And under hypnotism, he says that she has occupied another woman's body. And she's been seeking a man, right? And in this vision, it's just some red-haired lady who seduces just some rando British guy into getting a ride from him. And they do a good job, though, of being like, oh, well, if they're driving somewhere, what's his license plate? Yeah. I thought that was a good... That is pretty smart. Like, if you're seeing all this, give us some info. Yes. Give us as much information as you can. Right. It's a white Volvo. Here's the license plate. He's a little unsure about the number, which... Fair enough. Yeah, I got like one of the letters, like it's either or. That mm-hmm. narrows it down. That's two vehicles. Yeah. And you have the make and models. Like. Yeah. And then like this woman's just seducing the driver guy, which I don't know who needs to hear this, but if sexy woman just asks you for a ride, it's probably not going to end well for you. <laughs> Especially if you're some dopey middle-aged man. Yeah. I know if it happened to me, I would be like, I don't want to get murdered. Yeah. Say no, thank you. Yeah. I'd say social distance, please. Back Mm, up. Yeah. But because this movie was written by men, (laughs) it clearly worked. Kane has an assumption here that the the woman's original body just must be stashed somewhere, which is a very good guess on his part, because that's exactly what's happened. (laughs) Or has it? It's very confusing. It is. We get a nice shot of the vampire craft hovering over a Looney Tunes background painting of Earth. Not the best. No, no, it looked it looked pretty bad. Then we get uh, a guard. One of the guards who shot the vampire blew up the vampire guys. He shows up to talk to Dr. Silver Fox and clearly ominous appears to be possessed as well. Yeah. So we've moved on to now they can possess people because the movie needs it to happen. And they probably didn't have that lady available. That's why they used another lady. Or I just imagine like, oh, I got to write myself out of this. Yeah. A problem here. Well, let's just make it work. And how did they come to the conclusion that they have to go to some insane asylum? Um, to, like Because she was a nurse there. She was a nurse at the insane asylum. Okay, because it was weird because it seems like she just lives there. Yeah, because she kind of did. She does. She does. I mean, she does. And it's not that unusual that for someone to live at their job like that. Yeah, it's definitely it's a very outdated type of thing, especially at like an insane asylum. I don't want to live there. Yeah, I see that stuff like on ghost shows a lot. Oh, yeah, they yeah. would have like a dormitory for the. The, the staff. staff yeah but who would want to live at their job yeah you want to live at your job no 
I mean, there's food there. You don't want to live there. I could. (laughs) But, hey, at least we get some Patrick Stewart. Because he's in charge. He's Dr. Armstrong. He's running this asylum. Good to see him. Looks <laughs> looks like Patrick Stewart. <laughs> yeah, looks looks just like him. Yep. Looks a little bit younger than I guess I'm used to seeing him. Not much though. Yeah. I mean, TNG was just a couple years after this, right? So he, he basically looks the same, just a little more hair. Yeah, that's about it. I was so happy to see him. Oh, man, he he brings it. He really does. He does because the acting in this movie is all over the place. Yeah. It runs the gamut. Some of it's pretty laughable. Yeah. The guy who plays Tom, I caught you laughing quite a few times. Yes. Some of his line deliveries. Oh, my Lord. And it's a real fine line between hamming it up and chewing some scenery and just doing a, I don't know where this is going. I bet Nicolas Cage studied a lot of these performances. (laughs) That would definitely (laughs) explain it. Yeah. It's that kind of vibe. So if anybody needs who hasn't seen this, there's a lot of like really questionable <laughs> intensity. I couldn't take anything seriously. Like any moment that they wanted to be serious, the acting, it was just so <laughs> goofy. Or like Kane. I didn't really like Kane's acting a lot of the time either. He's a little too stoic, I think, at times. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and Tom is just way too nuts. Either he's just like chill, like, hey, we need to do something to solve this problem, or he's like, I'm just freaking out. Yeah, he just comes off like he's like schizophrenic. Like, are you just seeing things? Well, he is. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point in time, only because he becomes relevant very briefly, there's this politician guy that showed up to the situation back at the facility who just is there. He's kind of a tag along character. Right. He does the the trope of I showed up wearing my tuxedo because yeah. I was at some event and he's just been tagging along. He provides some input sometimes. <sighs> Not really does anything. Yeah. But anyways, um he kind of goes off with Dr. Armstrong just so Tom and Kane can confront the woman and uh, Tom wants to use hypnosis and it's weird. He's kind of assaulting this woman. It's very uncomfortable. I don't like any of this. I did not like it at all. He's kind of like, he's definitely like stripping her clothes off kind of, and just being creepy. And it's weird. I don't like it. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. And then he like kisses the info out of her. He says like, Oh, I've got the description of this child murderer that's in the facility he's got like a weird mark on his face and patrick stewart because he he had showed up he's just like oh okay i know who that is let's go see him he's in solitary confinement for being a naughty he did something naughty ew yeah let's not use naughty (laughs) and um tom wants to try hypnosis on him and instead kane just like uses the needle and injects dr armstrong with it because Apparently Tom can see into the minds of anyone who's possessed and they can possess people through touch. It it really does just seem like they're making it up. Yes, they're making up these abilities and stuff as it goes along. Yeah. They just need it to happen. Right. And apparently, so they've got Dr. Armstrong doped up. This whole part, please describe the doping scene. So they have like an assistant from the asylum helping them 
some other doctor guy and so he's like the one getting like the sedative and stuff and he isn't in on this whole plan to give uh dr armstrong the injection so he gets injected and the doctor's just like freaking out and they're like it's okay he's sick like we just need to you know treat him and the doctor's like uh okay and then they have him in the room and they keep on like telling him to leave because he he can't see what's going on and he keeps on walking in <laughs> during like the worst times you know it just looks so suspicious from his view right like, they, it just looks like two lunatics just came in and are drugging dr armstrong and are gonna do whatever to him they just do whatever they want wherever they go yeah they're like yep we definitely work for the government we can do this <laughs> the one guy he's not even a he's not even a citizen of this country yeah He's just an astronaut. He has a southern accent. And they're just like, this guy, he was in command of the Churchill. And everyone's like, whoa, okay. Oh, well, well, in that case. No, now that you said that. But I mean, I mean, let's face it. If a U.S. astronaut walked in here right now, he'd probably just be able to do whatever he wants, right? I'd, I'd be like, who are you? <laughs> and if they were like, I'm an astronaut, I'd be like, just show me a, a picture. Show me some credentials. I want to see your space selfie. Yeah. But yeah, this Patrick Stewart flopping around on the floor is great. <laughs> yeah. He is like, hamming it up. Yeah. Ah. And the scene kind of drags like a little bit too. Like he's like spazzing out and then he stops. And you're like, oh, okay. And then he just keeps on spazzing out. It just keeps, it's kind of awkward. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, man, it's, it really got me thinking about uh, Toby Hooper as a director because he did say that Texas Chainsaw Massacre was supposed to be a comedy. And he thought he was going to get a PG rating on it because it's just so funny. I just, I don't know if he understands humor. No, I don't think so. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if he does or not. Maybe it depends on the script. I have no idea. Yeah. Because it's just, it, this is awkward and I don't know if it's supposed to be funny. <laughs> there's parts for that I think are supposed to be funny in this movie, but yeah. aren't. And then there's other parts that are just like, maybe it's just was fun for him. <laughs> you know, I get that impression. Just misses the mark in a weird way. Yeah, like, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to see him do this. Yeah. But they do talk to Armstrong, and they get through him. He's still in there, but they get in contact with the lady vampire, talks through him, lady voice, and I'll play a clip of her talking, because it's important stuff. This new bitch. I'll keep you in the state for weeks if I have to. Now you talk to me. Be with me. What do you want from me? I love you. Why are you so human? So perfect. What are the bird creatures on the ship? Our bodies are unimportant. As you and your men have approached in your ship, we change them. Who are you? We entered your minds and found their new bodies. I took my shape from your mind. I took your language. I became the woman I found there in your deepest thoughts, your deepest needs. I am the feminine in your mind, Carlson. Tom just wants to be released from her mental grip. And so he kisses Patrick Stewart. Pretty cool. <laughs> For a movie that won't show Don. Yeah. That was a bold move. Yeah. But I mean, I guess somebody could be like, but he's kissing the woman. Nope. But he wants to be released, so he has to kiss a man. 
we're uncovering some stuff here. This is getting some some interesting deep things. Yeah, it's getting juicy. And uh, this causes a whirlwind of stuff to fly around the room. There's like chairs spinning yeah. through the air. There's lightning. There's like the weird energy stuff happening all over the place. And this is where that other doctor guy opens the door. <laughs> and that's what I mean. It's like played for comedy, right? You're right. It definitely is. Or it's not supposed to be, but it definitely plays as comedy. Like, I could see this happening in any type of funny movie. Yeah, they hold on his goofy reaction. So they're like, we need a double dose for this guy. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, right on it. And um, somehow through this, the politician's neck got broken because he was there, I guess, like, just to get him out of the movie for later. It's yeah. Weird. But Kane has a story-changing revelation at this point. Because he's like, wait a second. If a vampire bites or sucks the life force out of somebody... That person turns into a life force vampire and they have to do it to stay alive. This is just exponentially going to get out of hand because she's been on the loose for a while now. Right, right. So they're like, hmm, we need to get a helicopter, take the helicopter out of here. And this is where we get uh, a call from the silver fox doctor who just is like, Hey, by the way, I've got an exposition dump here on a phone call while you're on a chopper. Turns out you can kill these things with the the weird dagger thing that I have because of the whatever metallurgy properties this thing has yeah. is perfect for killing them. You just got to stab them. It's not in the heart. It's just like in the abdomen. Just below the heart. Just below the heart because that's where the energy balances because like they're definitely possessing people around here. Bye. Yeah. And then we get the weird, the weird helicopter scene with the blood, which was pretty cool because it was like the whatever politician dude that got his neck broke and uh, Dr. Armstrong had him on the helicopter and just a bunch of blood starts flying out of their fake heads. Super fake, super fake heads. These are not good. This is probably one of the <laughs> cheapest yeah special effects in the movie <laughs> yeah it's kind of goofy it's like a goofy looking patrick stewart bunch of weird blood shooting out of his mouth it's but it but it like starts to like form together in the air and it starts to slowly build the vampire chick and she just kind of appears there made out of blood and just screams i don't know why and then she just turns back into a puddle and then they're just like well that happened it just kind of <laughs> happens <laughs> Yeah. They never really mention it either. Yeah. And then Tom is like, all right, this is this is the perfect time. I have to confess <laughs> what actually happened on that spaceship. And turns out I did it all because I was horny drunk. We made out. I'm the we got a bond thing happening here. I it's not he didn't say that he killed them. He said that she did. Yeah. So I guess he probably just gave her enough of his life force to bring her back. She put something in him. Horny drunk bond. Yeah. Just horny drunk. Ooh, then the pilot's like, hey, I got some more information for you. The BBC News just let us all know. Everything's in chaos. There's zombies all over the place. London's on fire. We get scenes of it. There's like a light orb cruising around. Sucking life force out of people, blowing shit up. It's wild. This is actually where the movie kind of picks up, though. Yeah, it definitely does. 
Because so far, it's just been, like, British dudes talking. Spooky things happening once in a while. Boobs. But Kane and Tom, they have to visit the Prime Minister in a quick scene. <laughs> where he just shows up. His, like, his assistant's like, Prime Minister is going to be here shortly. And then he shows up and he's like, I'm dirty and sweaty. <laughs> yeah. There's, like, a million things going on, too. And he's like, uh, I'll be right with you guys. I got to go talk to my assistant quick. And he's like... Just come here. Come here. No, 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 no. Just come over here by me. Let's just stand behind this thing. quick, So I could drain your life force. And it's it's all in silhouette too, which is hilarious. And those guys are just like, yeah, we got to eat. Yeah, they just like, oh, <laughs> nope. They don't even say a word to each other. They just turn and leave. Hey, helicopter pilot, let's just go. Yeah, they don't, even, they don't even tell anybody on the way out. Like, hey, the prime minister totally compromised. Like, he is dead now yeah he doesn't even they don't even tell the helicopter pilot yeah they just but get get out of here the pilot guy's like hey did you guys know nato's in charge now yeah (laughs) and then they just show up to wherever where there's a quarantine so they can't get in or out they're just stuck they're trapped was it london that is just quarantined off now hats off to them they did a great job situation is contained yeah and nukes are an option pretty ballsy well you know i think it's the whole daniel bannon like he wrote return of the living dead right nukes were an option in that yeah just gonna make it airborne then we get the craft in orbit it's pointing right at london now there's now a blue beam with little light specks traveling up it's uh using its spacecraft butthole or whatever to suck souls in to power the station spaceship whatever revive those other ones on board i guess so well i mean as we learned from that exposition clip that we played it's all about like they took human form yeah they analyzed them when they came in they're just gonna like do it again because everybody's just like i think these are like the the old vampires they're just like the old vampires and even the rules apply sometimes not really they just they just must hop on Haley's comet come by every 75 years yeah but um yeah Tom can sense her location, I guess, which would have been handy earlier, but um, he can do it now. So he's going to go to her location. He just runs off. Yeah, apparently the other vampire guy, he'll know too if he go if Tom goes there, I guess, or he knows where the location is. Sure. They just have to like, well, we got to explain how he's there later. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tom says that, you know, she chose him to mate. Or it's like a mate thing. It's like mating, they say. But she's also supposed to be like one of them in a way, I guess. He was like destined. They said something about how he was destined to find the spaceship. But she just wants her part back too. It's confusing. Yeah. Doesn't really make sense. But hey, everybody, there were boobs, right? Yeah. You're not supposed to pay attention to what they're saying. Yeah. Vampires, boobs. What more do you want? We got it all. Just get those butts in the seats. Sell the home video. We're doing it. But the guys decide that they're going to split up, escape quarantine. Tom takes a truck. Kane takes the most battle-ready vehicle ever made, a station wagon. (laughs) Tom goes, follows the beam to the cathedral where she's at. I mean, obviously, anybody could have just been like, I don't know, maybe we should have where that beam is. Kind of like... Good start for blue beams, I guess. Took them a while to catch on. Yeah. Blue beams had a while. Blue beams definitely had their renaissance, too. Yeah. Let's hear it for OG Blue Beam. OG Blue Beam. 
right into corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com. If you know a blue beam, I happened before this blue beam. <laughs> Kane goes to the research center where he meets the Silver Fox Doc, who clearly is possessed at this point because he knows about this whole Bond thing all too well. Kane shoots him right in the energy spot and energy escapes. And it was a pretty fun effect with the bubbly face. Yeah. Briefly. Yeah. Not enough of this stuff happening, though. No, definitely not enough. You know, and then Kane's like, well, I'm just going to pull this magic dagger thing out of this corpse, which thankfully it didn't just get back up. It yeah. just turned into a skeleton. In between shots. Yeah. Just crumbles to dust. And um, then he <laughs> just takes off. <laughs> he does. Tom finds the woman in the beam. And, you know, there's some join me talk happening here. And then we get a whole bunch of Kane running through the zombie filled city. Trucking it. Just running. It's, it's pretty funny. I mean, it's like I described it as Resident Evil is happening right now. Yeah, yeah. Resident Evil 2 street action all over the place. Everything's on fire. Zombies everywhere. So he gets an arm stuck. I don't know. It's just all all sorts of wackiness happening uh-huh uh the he gets to the cathedral the male vampire guy's there fully dressed sorry ladies and dudes that are in the dong the movie's still coward but he dispatches that guy pretty easy just stabs him yeah gets blown back that's kind of funny yeah the vampire says something stupid too like be less scared if you just came here or something like that come on and get it bro yeah and then he just stands there and lets himself get stabbed i mean i suppose he probably has no concept of danger yeah but he he then turns into like a giant vampire bat thing which is cool yeah yeah more of that would have been neat in this movie yeah and then he just poofs that's it poof he's he's just they made turns into a fart cloud and that's it yeah they made that whole prop for like nothing i maybe they wanted to do more yeah that's a possibility maybe it just didn't work right or look stupid we get kane who's just looking in this floor butthole <laughs> and he just sees like <laughs> tom and vampire chick naked just standing just wildly making out yeah in in the beam wow like beams getting kind of wilding out a little bit from their sexy time and um she does say he's like one of them and i like how kane's just yelling he's like tom yeah hey 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 tom hey and then he finally gets his attention after like five minutes of this happening and he reaches up so kane just drops the weapon down and he's like just gonna stab myself to this woman like through her back yeah and then they just vanish and the weapon drops but they beamed up to the ship yeah well i think it's because they died and then their souls were absorbed by the beam but they just go back to the ship, but they're still themselves naked on the ship. And then it just leaves. Yeah, just goes back to the comet. They didn't even defeat the vampires. There's still zombies and stuff, I'm guessing. Yeah. Who knows what's going on? London's still getting nuked. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's just the end of the movie. It just ends like that. Which, hats off to you, movie, for just knowing when to end. Yeah, took it kind of long enough. It did. And if if it sounds like we rushed through the end of this movie, it's because the movie does it. Yeah. It goes, there's zombies now. Let's just get to the it's end. It's like of a the half movie. hour of zombies. And it's like a two hour long movie. 
It's not even a half hour, I don't think. It's probably like 15 minutes. Uh, there was like... Where I'm like, there was a much better movie happening. There was like three different movies in there. Space Vampire movie set on that space shuttle. There was Detective Vampire, Kane, little gonna track down the vampire with my psychic. And then there was Zombie Apocalypse in London, alien invasion going on. Yeah. Oh. And the look of this movie is just split up too. I don't know what happened because it either looks really good or it looks cheap. It's very inconsistent. And you had mentioned while we were watching it that some of the sets were cool, like the spaceship. Definitely. Yeah. And there was a good attention to detail, but sometimes it's just lit poorly. Mm -hmm. So it looks cheap. Yeah. And I thought if this was lit better, it wouldn't look as cheap. And if it was acted better, it wouldn't come off as so cheap i think that's a problem too i think the tom guy oh yeah not good i don't think he was good at all i think he's like part of the problem of this movie (laughs) where i'm not into him i'm not buying what he's selling i never rooted for him it would come to no surprise how poorly this movie did in theaters (laughs) it flopped pretty bad uh i think it had like a around a 25 million dollar budget and made up like 11 oh definitely less than 12 million yeah yikes yeah i remember thinking like when i couldn't watch it the movie looked pretty cool like the, yeah like there's special effects and space vampires that's neat mm-hmm. why wouldn't it do well because you have to watch it <laughs> <laughs> you have to go on that journey i think there could be 15 to 20 less minutes of this movie very easily. I would agree. I don't think all of it is necessary. No. I think it needed to get punched up a little bit. I don't know if there was anything happening during production. That could very well be the case, too. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised because it does have that making it up as it goes along nature to it. Yeah. Sometimes that's a good sign of production woes. And I feel that also dating itself with Haley's Comet wasn't a good choice. No, not at all. Because by the time Haley's Comet goes, that's done. It's no longer relevant. And I think I haven't thought about Haley's Comet. (laughs) Probably not ever because it's not. Yeah, I'm going to be like your age or whatever by the time it comes around again. Like, yeah, it's. (laughs) But hey, at least you're prepared for the space vampires. I am prepared this time. Maybe, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that happened today. You would just get like a gay man to go hunt down your vampire. (laughs) Can be seduced or just get a woman. Go track down the vampire as long as she's not into chicks. Yeah. So I clearly picked a female form. So must be the leader of that group. Yeah. Has henchmen. Yeah. That are they decided would be literal men but the way they describe it they have no gender Mm -hmm. in her flashback thing which adds a fun layer to this movie (laughs) you want to start dissecting it pick that one apart (laughs) probably was not intended to be any type of thought added to it whatsoever unless dan o'bannon really wanted to be a little cheeky with it i guess or the original writer of the book maybe he'd put some of that stuff in there as like because you never know. Right. There's, But I bet you on set they were like, it's a chick vampire because she has boobies. 
Oh man, that that whole staff was probably just hanging about when they didn't need to. Oh, I'm not on. No, it's I'm not on break. (laughs) (laughs) You're not needed on set. Yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm just you know just wanting make sure that you know get it down first take. You know. Any more thoughts on this? You want to special effects were the best parts. Yeah, there are some neat effects in it. Yeah, albeit dated. Um, some of the effects they did you've seen better in other movies <laughs> yeah. i'm just gonna put it that way like the the life force thing zooming around blowing stuff up you've seen it in ghostbusters yeah it's definitely the same kind of effect from ghostbusters and it looks better in ghostbusters it does yeah i don't know whole excessive boobage not enough um structure i agree how would you rate this movie by saying the word movie and would you recommend i mean it's some it's a movie just pretty just pretty icky a lot of the time just comes off like it was made exclusively by very horny men (laughs) uh i honestly don't think i would recommend it i think it's just too long and there's just not enough to it cool parts are pretty cool like there's some pretty neat moments there are some moments that had me like whoa you know like some cool things happened but overall i do not think that it was worth it what about you i think this is a movie it's it has a beginning a middle and an end yeah (laughs) it was it was shot on film (laughs) (laughs) there's actors in it there's special effects and stuff um man as far as recommending it i'm gonna say no i don't recommend this the effects are neat but all in all i don't know i'm not a big nudity guy in my movies as i've said in the past i don't need it yeah i feel it's just frivolous here yeah it's not it doesn't advance the plot no you can still have these dudes horny drunk over her without it you can have it in there when you first find them that's fine i also think um seeing seeing some penis will not turn anyone gay right the lack of Dunger kind of made the whole like female nudity just way more obvious yes that it was it wasn't made for anyone else yeah other than straight dudes and it really plays into that and i don't know maybe it was the way i was raised but even that felt feels dated Mm -hmm. you know even if i had seen this when it came out i still would have understood that it's an outdated idea like it doesn't (laughs) it doesn't add anything so yeah, it doesn't do anything for me. I mean, sure, she's a beautiful woman. I can acknowledge that. Yeah. And that's it. Yep. Great. Kudos to anybody who's willing to just put it all out there like that much. I mean, I hope that she wasn't exploited right. by this by any means. Right. And I hope she owns it because you know what? What a great thing to capture, though, for her of like, I had a rocking body. That's for at sure. At one point in time. And they get it from every angle. It's just everywhere. It is on display. Yeah. I've probably only seen one other movie that I can think of off the top of my head where somebody was that committed to being naked in the movie and owning it and just being like, get it all. Yeah. She's probably done other nude scenes in movies then. I don't know. I don't really, I can't say if I've seen her in other stuff. I don't know off the top of my head. So yeah, it's not enough to save the movie though. No, no and um with that i'm done i don't have anything else to say yeah i don't know i guess if anybody wants to watch it you can watch it i like twilight more than this movie wow yeah 
<laughs> now we're going to finally get an email, I bet. <laughs> Somebody's going to have opinions. Hey, that's fine, Anya. That's it's not my jam. <laughs> I think it's a better movie. I can't really speak. I've I've only seen it one and a half times. I've seen this this movie more than Twilight. <laughs> and I've all still like this is like the third time I've watched it. Yeah, so with that, I don't know. Um hey, thanks for listening. Yeah. You wanna buy some merch? Buy some merch. Go to our T public store. There's a link in the show notes. Go do that. I don't know. <laughs> 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 you can you can help pay for the cost of this podcast, I guess. Go visit the Dongle Den on Facebook. Post some memes. Post some memes. It's fun in there. Brennan, you need to get more active in there. I know. Well, I just don't go on Facebook at all. <laughs> I'm just stuck, like, making all these Star Trek memes and stuff now. <laughs> I see that's most of what I see on there. So I feel bad. Like, I don't want to just be dumping fun Star Trek memes into there. I had one go over 2K. Wow. Yeah, not bad. That's pretty awesome. Not bad. Yeah. It was a fun one. Got lots of fun conversations started with it. Yeah, that guys. My dad's pretty cool. <laughs> I'm something. Um <laughs> Yeah. That's check that out. Send us an email. Let us know about beams and boobs and whatever. Yeah, do that. Send us unsolicited beam pics. <laughs> Send us your blue beams. <laughs> <laughs> How can you do that, Brennan? You can you can email us your blue beam pics at corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com. That is correct. <laughs> so thank you to our listeners, the dongles. Happy seventh year of all of this nonsense. Woohoo. And thanks to our fellow podcasters for your support. We love you guys. Hang in there, dongles. Bye. gave him the turtleneck <laughs> still not enough we gave him a big trench coat it's <laughs> like he's a detective spacecraft butthole